hello guys welcome to the christ mind podcast with your host ad rose aka lexi where we come together to shape our minds to become more like christ um before i start i just want to make a couple of disclaimers is that i'm not in my usual setup of when i do my where i do my podcast which is in my closet um if you knew the outlook of my room or seen the outline of my room if you knew like you would see that it's not that weird being in my closet because my closet is really big but i am kind of not in the mood to be in my closet today (laughs) i wanted to make sure that when i do this i feel or not feel because it doesn't really matter about my feelings when it comes to this but just i'm concentrated and focused and i felt like i was not going to be focused in a closet because it's kind of it's hot right now in texas for some reason (laughs) and so i didn't want to be all hot and get in my flesh and so i'm in my room and so if you hear airplanes or just background noise i apologize so yeah welcome though i am so blessed and honored to have you here with me it is always a privilege um to have you back or to have you come just to know that god is working in your life to get you curious about him and if you came here if you're watching this or or, sorry not watching this listening to this you are curious you are in a place where you're just open for god and, and whether that's just open by a fraction by opening the door by a fraction or just by opening the door fully you have it open and that's good and that's amazing and that's to be be grateful about that today we're going to be talking about the holy spirit i was supposed to like already have this recorded i think two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago i should have had this video recorded because that's the time frame of when i wanted to do you know episodes because i wanted to be about two to three weeks ahead on every episode that i give to you guys and um just so i can keep myself accountable i'm making sure i post weekly well it was really easy to do it about with god with jesus because i already knew god i already knew jesus but i realized i didn't know the holy spirit I've been talked and taught about the uh, Holy Trinity, but never really truly got to sat down and understand who is the Holy Spirit. And I've been a Christian my entire life, and I've been taking my journey with Christ seriously for about, since 2021, so about three years now. So I thought I really kind of knew the relation relations um between the holy trinity and what we're supposed to have with the holy trinity but no this was a learning experience for me as well and so again i was supposed to do this video about two to three weeks ago but i was just not in a place to where i could talk about him while knowing him if that makes sense like i'll talk about him yeah but i won't i wouldn't have really known what i was talking about I would have been i would have just been giving you a lesson and that's it and i think that's just such a pharisee's mindset just to be teaching knowledge and not experience the knowledge that i'm teaching and so thankfully the holy spirit has yielded me into not recording this video until y'all are gonna get this tomorrow and that kind of scares me because again i like to be ahead but that's okay because I am now going to be able to talk about the Holy Spirit in a way that is true, in a way that is so, mm, it's so fulfilling, guys. It's unbelievable. So let's jump in. Let's do a pray. I mean, let's pray, of course, and then let's get into it. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Holy Spirit, enter in. Take over. I want to be a vessel for you. I want my words to be words that are aligned with what you want me to say. My thoughts to be aligned with what you want me to hear. My ears to be on on what you want me to listen to. And I just pray that you rebuke my flesh in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That I may just come and be in one with your children in this moment. Be in one with you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the relationship that we have built within this month of learning about you. You are such a good God. And I'm so privileged to have you inside me, dwelling inside of me. I'm so privileged to know that you are my comforter, my advocate. And we just I just want to speak about you with true love, true intentions. And I just pray that you just open the ears and the hearts and the minds to your fellow children. That you may have them eager to be with you and know you and understand you. You have been forgotten, unfortunately, Holy Spirit, and we're so sorry for our lack of on our part. And I pray that you may fill that lack with just your goodness and the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. Let me go on my notes. You know what I do. You know how I do it is. We have so much script today. I think we have like 20 plus scriptures we have to go over today. So you already know the drill. Yeah, I try not to. I try to speak fast so that I don't make this longer than necessary. Okay. For the third episode, we will be talking about the third person in the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is often forgotten and has been mis sorry, it has been wrongly explained and misrepresented more often times than not. We'll be talking about the Holy Spirit as God, as a person, and as a comforter. Um before I start, because I made some I'm glad I made some notes to myself because I really do forget all the time um but i made some notes real fast that first before i start on this episode of the holy trinity i should have did this before so i apologize i want or the holy spirit sorry not the holy trinity i want to read first peter first peter chapter 2 verse 23 to 25 um this explained jesus as savior so amazingly and i read it after the fact that i when i did the last episode um so i had to make sure that i come and read it to you guys again because i think i told you guys last time that i do do not care if i'm like already three episodes into another episode if i found more knowledge on jesus or on god on the holy spirit i'm speaking about it no matter what or if i have to correct myself even if it's five videos afterwards i'm doing so just so you guys are actively being able to trust me to know that i am taking this seriously and i'm not just going to feed you stuff or forget about stuff and just not really care about giving it to you once i do remember if that makes sense okay 22 through 25 first first peter chapter 2 23 to 25 or i'm gonna do 21 through 25 sorry for God has called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his footsteps. He never sinned, nor ever deceived ever anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Once you were like a sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. Um, excuse me? Praise God. Hallelujah. That was absolutely wonderful. I love God. I was like, okay, why did I even go through a whole lesson of him as savior when I just could have genuinely read that scripture and y'all would have 
understood like i am loving to see how scripture does not need to be explained it's like some scripture of course not all but some scripture really truly doesn't need emphasis and doesn't need to be explained like it is right there in the writing when you try to interpret it in a different way and hear all these different interpretations of it it's like huh it says it right here right then and there like there is no confusion there is no other interpretation but this one right here and we tend to think that in the word that every single scripture can be interpreted in any type of way no there is some scripture that just is here it is don't think or do or say any more than this than what is written there's an airplane coming sorry i don't know if i'm gonna have to meet it i don't think i will be but maybe i have to anyways so yes as i said so there's jesus there's more about jesus i thought that was amazing go back and read it for yourself but let's get back to the holy trinity so the holy trinity definition when i looked it up it gave me a very simple explanation the third person of the trinity god as spiritually active in the world so my boyfriend explained a really good um example to me on how to describe the holy trinity and i think i also may have heard this on the girls gone bible again when they also did an episode on the holy trinity if you haven't listened to girls gone bible i encourage you to do so um because they're a very good um christian podcast um but also if um what's the word oh also listen to save not soft by emmy moore i think that's how you say her name um she's a really good podcast like yeah christian podcast to listen to oh her last episode of um i think it's dating for potential not purpose or dating for pit, uh, purpose not potential so amazing go listen to it even if you're single anyways um but he explained to me a, a good example of how to explain the holy trinity he said explain it in the h2o so as you know h2o is water but as you also know water can be in not just one form three forms it can be a liquid it can be a solid and it can also be a, a gas even though it can be three different forms it is still water at the end of the day sorry i lost my train of thought yeah 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 so even though three different forms all water all all the same substance all h2o even if it's a liquid gas or a solid all three things do different things but all three things are one and so i hope that that explained that in some type of good way i mean i explained that in some type of good way think of the holy trinity as h2o as water liquid solid gas all three different forms but all are water all are one form in three different ways if that makes sense i hope that made sense okay so i first want to talk about the holy spirit as creator so there is this misconception about the holy spirit i'm realizing this is why it's so hard to describe him um or teach about him because these are some of the ways that he's taught he's taught as if he's some type of power and not god himself as if he's like a tool rather than a person or he is taught about he's taught as like magic kind of rather than an actual person with a will with feelings with a knowledge and yeah he's mistakenly referred to like or spoken as a force or a power emerging from god rather than god himself he's also referred to as the forgotten one because again it's really easy to grasp jesus it's really easy to grasp god but when you put i mean it's not honestly easy to grasp god and jesus those are like i mean i guess in the christian world it is but outside the christian world it isn't but even in the christian world when it comes to holy spirit it's still hard for us to grasp so no I can't even imagine how harder it is to grasp as a non-christian the holy trinity or the holy you know in the holy spirit um so that's why i had to i'm gonna put all the articles that i um i studied to get you 
to this um in the description so if you want to know where i got this look in the description below anyways um but here's the truth the holy spirit is the finger of god active in the world he's how god shows his miracles his love and his presence he sorry <laughs> i'm reading this as i'm saying this trying to sound like as if it's like just flowing out of me it sounds so written <laughs> i apologize um <laughs> but yes he is the finger of god active in the world he's how god shows his miracles his love and his presence he like to emphasize holy spirit as creator you have to understand that he conceived jesus he created jesus it was a virgin and it was the holy spirit that created jesus christ that should just show you alone his like his creative nature um the holy spirit is the love that flows between the father and the son which is infinite completely self-giving and pure again the holy spirit if you take anything from this today this is who the holy spirit is the holy spirit is the love that flows between the father and the son which is infinite completely self-giving and pure that is who the holy spirit is so so good i love 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 that explanation of the holy spirit because he really is truly love okay the holy spirit also possesses attributes only god can i'm uh, sorry god can god can possess meaning one of them he's all-knowing so when isaiah 40 13 isaiah chapter 40 verse 13 let me get there let me get there let me get there as i told you guys we got a lot of scripture today um isaiah chapter 40 13 says Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Again. Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Sorry, that was my phone. I turn my finger off. Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or or teach him when you hear the spirit of the lord in the old testament that is the holy spirit and so when you hear that what does he say who is able to advise the holy spirit who's able who's knows enough to give him or teach him you know because he's god he's all-knowing so again that's one of the attributes of the holy spirit that only god can possess yet he possesses two it also says he does God's work, omnipotent, in, I think it's Zechariah, Z-E-C-H-A-R-I-A-H, 14 through 16. Also, in Psalms 39 through 7, it says he's omnipresent. Let me go, let me go, let me go. I'm not going to read the, um, Zechariah 14, 6. 14, 6 because i thought let me see actually i won't read it to you guys just so you can see on that day the sources of light will no longer shine yet there will be a continuous day only the lord knows how this could happen there will be a there will be no normal day and night for at the evening time it will still be light so I guess it's showing you like only the Lord knows. But the reason why I'm hesitant to really give that as actual scripture for possessing he does God's work. Because again, it says the Lord there. It doesn't say um, the Lord's spirit. So I'm confused how why the article brought me to that. But again, I thought I double checked and like then realize oh yeah this is good and then as i read it again i was like wait why did i even think that that was a good scripture to 
to prove that so i gotta go back on that apologize <laughs> um let me see song 139 139 verse 7 and this is how he's omnipresent i can never escape from your spirit i can never get away from your presence literally self-explanatory right there again if i go sorry i can never escape from your spirit i can never get away from your presence isn't that so good because again like i said when he says your spirit when he says um when he's mentioned as when you hear spirit of the lord your spirit in the old testament that is the holy spirit and as he said i can never escape you from your spirit i can never get away from your presence um he also possesses the attributes of he's eternal in hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 i don't know how i'm gonna be able to do this like in a way that's not gonna be annoying <laughs> with the sound aspect of it um but oh well we're doing it i ain't going back now okay hebrews 9 verse 14 just think how much more the blood of christ will purify your consciousness from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living god for the power of for by the power of the eternal spirit christ offered himself to god as a perfect sacrifice for our sins so again i'm gonna go read the part where it's talking about the holy spirit's eternal about being him being eternal for by the power of the eternal spirit christ offered himself to god as a perfect sacrifice for our sins okay okay so also that uh, i'm gonna go fast on this one because i'm not gonna i have a lot to t tell you guys so again i'm not if i don't have to explain it further i'm not gonna explain it further again we just went through how he right now we're going through how he possesses attributes only god can possess he's all-knowing according to isaiah 40 13 he does god's work omnipotent i'm gonna find a better scripture than that but for right now we have Zechira 14 6 and then he's also omnipresent according to psalms 139 he's eternal according to hebrews 9 14 and he's also absolute truth according to 14 john 14 17 which says which if you read john 14 15 through 30 honestly where jesus talks about the holy spirit and giving the holy spirit to us um but in john 14 17 it says he is the holy spirit who leads into all truth the world cannot receive him but it isn't looking for him sorry because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you so he says later will be in you because after he leaves then the holy spirit comes that's where this church starts as well and he's able um to be received to us through baptism um okay so that shows how he possesses only attributes that only god can possess again he's all-knowing he's omnipotent he's eternal he's absolute truth and he's yeah i think i said he's all knowing and he does god's work the holy spirit is given names and titles only given to god so he is called the spirit of christ or the spirit of god in first corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 in romans 8 um verse 9 he's also called the spirit of truth in john 16 13 sorry he's also called the spirit of promise um in ephesians chapter 1 13 uh promises of 
promise of God. Sorry. He is the every promise of God. Wait, what? I am so sorry. This is embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> he is the spirit of promise. Every promise of God is breathed out by the Holy Spirit. That's what I meant to tell you guys. So how he, how, when you ask, okay, why is he called the spirit of promise? That is why. Every promise of God is breathed out by him, by the Holy Spirit. Mm, that is so good. Okay. So I hope that explains him as creator of why we call him a creator. He's God as well. Not just a spirit, not just a thing we just say. No, he is God. He is a creator. This is one of the reasons why he is a creator. Because he possesses only attributes only God possesses. He is given names entitled only given to God. Um, and also he created Jesus Christ. He conceived Jesus Christ. Um, that should just, again, prove to you how much of a creator he is. Now we're, now we're going to go to the Holy Spirit as a person. As a person, so why why does he have to be a person, right? Why can't he just be the spirit of God? Like, why can't he just be a spirit? Why do we say, okay, this is a person? The reason that is, is because he has to truly understand us and how he can truly understand us. Just how Jesus had a, you know, like what that expression said, I said in, that expression I said in episode two, where I said, you know, you don't understand someone someone until you walk a mile in their shoes somewhere along those lines this is the same thing he has to be a person because he has to understand what it is to you know act and think like a person and so um but that is how he's truly able to understand and dwell inside of us so when you think of a person you're thinking of how we look you're thinking of it as a figure with eyes and a nose and a mouth and a and a, and a like a Again, a whole physical aspect to a person. That's what you're thinking about when you think about when I say the Holy Spirit is a person, right? Let me see. By person, we mean one who has their own identity and individually or individually as of their own existence. When you imagine the Holy Spirit as a person, the physical aspects of a person may pop up. But what marks a genuine person are knowledge, feelings, and will. That's a person. Not the physical aspects of our flesh. No, a person is, they have knowledge, they have feelings, and they have a will. The Holy Spirit has knowledge, has feelings, and has his own will. That is why we call him a person. We don't call him a person because he's an actual physical person like Jesus is. No, we call him a person because he has his own knowledge. He has his own feelings. He has his own will, just like Jesus, just like God. You're probably thinking, okay, explain that then. If he has his knowledge, he has a will, he has feelings. Explain how that is true. I got you. So how is he a thinking being? How does he have knowledge? Remember, knowledge, a thinking being, is intellectual the intellectual capacity to think and know. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9-16, through 16, it states, That is what the scripture means when they say, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deepest secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And if we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can, sorry, and we have received we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely freely given to us. When we tell you these things, we do not use the words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak the words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain the spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths 
from God's spirit. It is all it all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For those for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can elevate all things, but they themselves cannot be elevated by others. For who knows who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him but we understand these things for we have the mind of christ because we have the holy spirit dwelling in us because the holy spirit is um god and he knows the thoughts of god you know which is he has the intellect of god which helps us get this supernatural intellect intellect which is amazing not only does he have intellect um the intellectual capacity to know and think he also of course has a mind which is a thought and purpose in romans eight twenty seven, it says in the father in the father who knows all the hearts knows what the spirit is saying for the spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with god's own will mm, so good guys um yeah, sorry, because it says, it, yeah, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groaning that cannot be expressed in his words. And the Father who knows all the hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, because he has his own mind, you know? For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So that shows you two separating, you know, the Holy Spirit and God, which I thought, which I think is really amazing. Like, I really made, like, small little uh, distinct thing which is pretty cool <laughs> so he's also emotional a being as i said he has feelings so there's here's one of the emotions he's giving and receives he gives and receives love sorry in fifth in uh, romans 15 verse 30 it says dear brothers and sisters i urge you in the name of our lord jesus christ to join in my struggles by praying to god for me do this because of your love for me, given to you by the Holy Spirit. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me, given to you by the Holy Spirit. The love of Christ can be shown through the Holy Spirit. So also he can be grieved, which means like you can, you can grieve, you can make him grieve. It says in Isaiah 63, 7, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 63, verse 7 through 10. It says, I will tell of the Lord's unfailing love. I will praise the Lord for all he has done. I will rejoice in his great goodness to Israel which he has granted according to his mercy and love he said they are my own my own people surely they will not betray me again and he became their savior and all their suffering he also suffered he and he personally rescued them in his love and mercy and he redeemed us lifted them he lifted them up and carried them through all the years but they rebelled against him and grieved his holy spirit so he became their enemy and fought against them yeah and also explain jesus which is because this is isaiah and if you like he explains like god explains jesus about bringing jesus and then obviously we and hope god was like they're not gonna betray me again and then they did um and that also that grieved the holy spirit and so when he greet when they grieved the Holy Spirit that then made the Holy Spirit turn against them. And that's why he became their enemy. So that also shows, obviously, his emotions. You don't get that way unless you have emotions. You don't feel, you can't feel nothing without emotions, right? Um, and also, he can be 
exalted. And in Hebrews chapter 10, 26 through 29, it says, Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think about how much worse the punishment will be for those who trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant, which made us holy as if it was as if it were common and unholy and have insulted and disdained the holy spirit who brings god's mercy to us mm. Mm -mm. well that's self-explanatory why he can be insulted how he can be insulted and then a choosing being which is the will part of him in first corinthians chapter 12 verse 11 it says it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts he alone decides which gift each person should receive that's literally so again self-explanatory a lot of the scripture like i cannot re-explain re-emphasis something that is just holding like point blank period truth as you could tell as i said he's a choosing being he alone decides which gift each person should have only the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts um let me see yeah not just gives them but to his will to the holy spirit's will not god's will holy spirit's will um also the holy spirit is treated like a person as well if you're asking how he can be lied to he can be resisted he um he directs people and he's given a ministry so how can he be lied to in acts 5 3 it says this is one of those self-explanatory um scriptures it says then peter said to Anias, Anias, sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Um, why have you let Satan fill your heart? Well, you lied to the Holy Spirit and you keep some of the money for yourself. So that's how he can be lied to. In Acts 7:51, it says, You stubborn people, you are he heathens at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? that's what your ancestors did and so do and so do you so that's how he can be resisted and then in acts 10 19 through 20 it says acts 10 19 through 20 meanwhile as peter was puzzling over the vision the holy spirit said to him three men have come looking for you get up and go downstairs and go with them without hesitation don't worry for i have sent them so that's how he can direct people and then given ministry in john 14 16 through 17 it says let me find it let me find it let me find it and i will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you he is the holy spirit who leads into all truth the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him but you know him because you because he lives with you and now sorry because he lives with you now and later will be in you mm. so remember guys even if you're not like christian yet you can still have the spirit living by you around you but he cannot be with you in you until you get baptized okay so remember that i have to emphasize that because sometimes it's taught that you get the holy spirit no matter what the minute you believe in jesus you know and then like the baptism is just like this outward expression towards jesus just to show jesus how good you are but it's like no that's also it's of course the outward expression of jesus of following in jesus footsteps from when he got baptized by john the baptist but also remember what happened to in in the baptism what happened the holy spirit was also came as well the dove 
And as it says here, like he's with you, he lives with you, but later he will be in you. And that's because after Jesus left and he was gift, we were gifted with the Holy Spirit to be inside of us. Um, it says, in, it starts off in Acts of how, yeah, Acts starts off about how the church after Jesus is left, after Jesus left. And, um, yeah, that just needs to be, I just wanted to emphasize that because part of his ministry, because this is John 14, 16 through 17 was to explain how he was given ministry. That is part of his ministry. You must get baptized to really fully understand and have him dwell inside of you. Do not miss the opportunity to get baptized just because it might be taught. Oh, you never have to get baptized. You're good. You just, you just have to believe in Jesus. That's a very lukewarm belief and it does not do you justice. Um, also, when it says another, let me see. In John 14, 16, it says, another advocate i will he will give you another advocate right the holy spirit is another comforter he takes the place of the absence of our savior jesus since jesus is a person we also expect the holy spirit to be a person another translated in another is translated into a greek word uh, word sorry which is aos and heteros I think I said that wrong. Which Aos, I think I'm saying that wrong. Um, it's another of same kind, and heteros is another of different kind. The word used for this scripture is Aos. So technically, it's saying another same kind of comforter as Jesus. It distinguishes them, yet um, intersects them on the same level. So. If you're asking what is his ministry, yeah, he's given ministry, you see, but what is that? It is to be a comforter. It is to be our advocate. When you look up truly what an advocate is, what a comforter is, you can see it's summoned, uh, called to one person's side. It pleads another's case um, before a judge, a pleader, a counsel of defense. He's an advocate, an intercessor. Um, in the wild, in the widest sense, a helper, a relief, an assistant. Um, he's taking the place of Jesus and bringing us in one with Jesus in his absence on earth. So again, he's taking the place of Jesus and making us in one with Jesus. He's how us, he's how we're able to really understand Jesus's sacrifice and the true friendship and, and love we need to have for Jesus. So yeah, that's, that is the Holy Spirit as person. I really hope and pray to the Holy Spirit that he's helping me truly explain this to you in, in the best way possible. Okay, so now we're going to talk about how um, the Holy Spirit as a comforter, we're not going to talk about his ministry, how he's going to, how he ministers to us. So Holy Spirit as comforter and advocate, the Holy Spirit makes God's plans for each of us real. He reveals Jesus, the word of God, and makes the image of Jesus alive in each of us. He is the author of our union with God as he teaches us how to know God better and love him more fully. Um, things you need to know about this. You need to understand that, again, yes, the Holy Spirit is always going to be living around you. And whenever you get baptized, he's inside of you. But you must ask for him to come. Even if he's inside of you, you must ask the Holy Spirit to enter in, to come in. Because he, just as God, he is a gentleman. So he is not going to force himself on you. He's not going to push himself. He's going to wait until you want him to help you. Because again, he is a comforter. He's an advocate. You don't get a lawyer right then and there when you get arrested. You have an option to get a lawyer. If you decide to get one, you know, you are provided one by the court, but you can also tell them too as well and be like, no, I want to, I want to, um, if you wanted to like be a lawyer for yourself and you know, you wanted to do your, you know, do that on your own, you could, but of course you're provided one, but you know, that's you're not necessarily having to take it though. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. Like God provided you an advocate, but you don't necessarily have to take that though. You can be doing you can do your own will you can do your own thing that's the beautiful and unbeautiful thing about free will um 
But guys, so you must ask him to come. Simple thing is, come Holy Spirit. We ask you to come in. Holy Spirit, come in and I rebuke the flesh in the mighty name of Jesus. Simple things, simple prayers like that can just set the ball rolling. He doesn't ask for much. Um, and then also how you can get close to the Holy Spirit is through scripture. Because he's all up in scripture. Um, like he had control over the authors of the Bible. He also helps us comprehend uh, God's word with our human intellect. And also the sacraments, because the sacraments is how we receive grace and grace makes us like God. All the sacraments that we got from the church were instituted by Jesus himself. None of these, none of the sacraments were just like, oh, the church decided, oh, we need this to get close to God. No, Jesus himself said these things. And so therefore we do these things. And so the sacraments help you get closer to the Holy Spirit. Um, again, the Holy Spirit teaches us, informs us to do what Jesus taught us to do. The Holy Spirit is a person, is personal. He convinces us of sin, teaches us truth, speaks and declares things that um, are to come. This one right here. You cannot have the heart for Jesus without the deep love for the Holy Spirit. When I read that, it made so much sense on why I love Jesus so much. I love him so, 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 so much. But do I have the necessary heart for Jesus? No, sometimes I do not have the heart for Jesus. I'm still ha I'm still a working process at getting my heart right because God sees my heart, but he's trying to fix my heart, right? And so I don't have that heart for Jesus, though, the way that I should because I do not or I didn't have that love for the Holy Spirit. And once I fell in love with the Holy Spirit, which has only been in this month alone, I've really fell in love with him and understood the severity of having the Holy Spirit um, beside you everywhere we go, everywhere you go. I, again, I didn't understand. I thought I loved Jesus, but then I was like, wait, if I don't even love the Holy Spirit yet to know the Holy Spirit, to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit, how can I have love for, for uh, Jesus and how can I have the heart for Jesus? But now that I'm falling in love with the Holy Spirit and growing more and more and more in love with him, I'm seeing and I'm growing into having a heart for Jesus and wanting to be fully submitted to him. Because what I told, I've been telling my I told my boyfriend and I told my best friend that for me, this is how I think about the foundation of, of, of the relationship with the Holy Trinity. The foundation of your relationship between you and God should be trust. You should trust that God has everything. That when God says, trust that trust God's teachings, trust, cut, what? trust God's promises, um, trust God's sacrifice and love for you, right? The, uh, the foundation between the, the relationship between you and Jesus shall be love it should know that he sacrificed his life for you that he is love and flesh that he's willing to do anything for you he sacrificed himself for you love is sacrifice so that should be the foundation of your relationship between you and jesus sacrifice love you know and then your foundation between your relationship between you and the holy spirit should be submission should be yielding when you hear the holy spirit you should be submitting to him not to your thoughts, not to the enemy, not to the world, but what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And he speaks volumes when you allow him and you really listen to him. And so, yeah, I thought that was just really good. And so how does he play? Sorry. What roles does he play that show us who he is? That show, shows us that he is a comforter, that shows us that he's an advocate. These are his roles he is a counselor and a guider we know that according to john 14 16 and also john 16 through 13 um treat him like a trusted friend so you need whenever you are in trouble and you need someone to talk to he should be the first one you're running to not your best friend your earthly best friend not your parents not your actual therapist not anyone else but the holy spirit he should you should run to him first and say holy spirit i need you i need your guidance i need your counsel can you help me and if he tells you to go then talk to that therapist if he then tells you to go talk to your that best friend if he then tells you to go talk to your parents then do that but sometimes if you just go to the holy spirit he can help you right then and there without you having to do nothing more but just listen and submit to him and ask for his help 
treat him like a trusted friend. He's also the infuser of gifts and virtues. The gifts you can see in um, Isaiah 11, 1 through 3. And the fruits you can see in Galatians 5 through 22 through 23, where he states the patience, the love, the kindness. Um, I'll go to actually, I have, I have it in here. Let me get it for you. thought i did i do i know i do i know i do i know i do guys believe in me believe believe it says but the holy spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love peace joy patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desire, desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or, provoked or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. When you have the Holy Spirit guiding you, when you have the Holy Spirit as your leader you are going to be producing love patience kindness joy faithfulness gentleness self-control if i didn't say it love these are going to be the things that you act and move in if any if you don't if you can't relate to these nine fruits then there is something wrong because you're not being led by the holy spirit then you're being led then by the flesh and the flesh is all the opposite of these things. It says if you go into um, verse 20 of chapter 5 in Galatians, it says the things that will result from your sinful nature, or it starts on um, verse 19, um, is sexual immortality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, soul uh, sorcery, uh, hostility, quarreling, jealousy outbursts of anger selfish ambition dissension division envy drunkenness wild parties or other sins like these let me tell you again i as i have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of god so if you are too busy doing those things rather than living by the spirit even though it's going to be hard to live by the fruit of the spirit but at least you're living by them and trying. Now, if you are not even trying, you're living by the sinful nature. You need to fix that and you need to repent. Um, asking for the theological virtues, which is faith, courage, and charity. Faith um, takes a takes a leap and irritates our. Uh, sorry, it the faith takes a leap and initiates our intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Courage it allows us. It allows the Holy Spirit to be our strength when we ask for courage. Um, for charity, it helps us be on fire for Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Um, he's also the weapon against sin. In Ephesians 6, 17, it says that God, God did not leave us alone to fight, but the gift of the Holy Spirit helps us fight and resist. Um, let me see. I think I have that also for you guys. In Ephesians 6 through seven yes ephesians 6 chapter 17 says put on the salvation put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of god the word of god how you can resist how you can help fight the sword is the spirit he is your great weapon against sin when you ask the holy spirit to enter and to help you fight this the sin it will be done. It will be hard, but it will be done if you truly stay with the Spirit. Okay, now, His boldness. It helps you be bold, the Holy Spirit. Um, a Holy Spirit boldness is necessary for missionaries, any missionary, which is a calling for all Christians. All the apostles besides John faced martyr, martyrdom. Martyrdom? Like, like when they martyr, like a martyr? Peter and Paul and other figures in the book of Acts were arrested, beaten, flogged, shipwrecked, and had to flee for their lives. You will not be able to truly go out and preach the word of God 
and handle the dangers of the world if you do not have the Holy Spirit's boldness with, um, within you to do so. He helps you go and do that. He is that comforter and advocate on your behalf of your flesh and him, um, human nature to be scared of these things. He gives you the boldness to do it despite of those things. It don't matter if you're about to die. You're going to go crazy for Jesus because you know what he told you. Only the Holy Spirit can give you that true submission towards Jesus. Um, also, he gives you a good prayer life. Again, as the love that flows between the persons of the Holy Trinity, his, exist, his existence is an eternal self-giving um, prayer between the Father and the Son. Apostle Jude reminds us to make every prayer in the Holy Spirit. Ask so he can shower upon you. Um, ask so he, yeah, so he can shower upon you. Um, and, and he intercedes on our behalf. In Jude 1 verse 20. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. Mm. That was 20 and 21 of Jude chapter 1. Um. I, so many of our fellow Christian brothers and sisters can tell you and testify about how amazing prayer life is when you have the Holy Spirit within you. And I mean, not even just within you, but having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, because a lot of us have, have gotten baptized as fellow Christian brothers and sisters. Um, but still, we don't ask for the Holy Spirit to come out. So therefore, he's just in there just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting patiently until we finally ask him to come out and when you do and you and you side with him and pair pair up with him to pray to jesus oh your prayer life is so much more powerful your prayer life is so much more intentional your prayer life is so much more fruitful and fulfilling and there's such an intimacy between you and god whenever you really truly side up with the holy spirit in order to pray and endure and have the holy spirit intercede for you so good um seven it says he's also being a good neighbor helps us be a good neighbor being a member of the body is praying for his people and in ephesians 6 let me see i don't think i got it anymore i think i just took him off yeah i just took him off let me see oh wait no i didn't yeah ephesians six eighteen. it says Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persist be persistent in all your prayers for all believers everywhere. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We are not prayed just to pray for our family and for ourselves and for our people that we know. Well, we are to pray for all believers all the time, all around the world. We are not just to ever be praying for ourselves and for the people that we know. He helps us understand that. He helps us comprehend that um, because it is hard to sometimes comprehend and for, to remember that we are not the only ones that we should be praying for and praying, you know, praying about. We should be praying about everyone universally um let me see i also have another one but i don't know if i correctly did it right let me see sorry guys i'm really bad at this no i didn't so also look at oh wait i i really guys i literally scribbled it out and then tried to find it despite of me scribbling out the scripture so sorry about that <laughs> but um yeah pray for your people do not and he helps you remember your people he's helped me so much remember my people within this month of prayer like i used to just do basic lukewarm prayers now i'm an active prayer for my people now when i tell my people i will pray for you i'm not just saying i'm praying i will pray for you and just give them a quick little thing no i'm praying for them and for you guys and for my family and for it you know his children everywhere universally because we all desperately need it so just know you're getting prayed for i promise 
okay and then the last thing i'm gonna go i'm gonna quickly go over before i end this is nine ways the holy spirit works in our lives so i just told you how he if you were asking like okay how does he how is he a comforter how does his ministry of comforting an advocate uh being an advocate go how by as i said before by being a counselor and a guider by being an infuser of gifts fruits and virtues by um by being the weapon against sin by being bold by bringing us boldness sorry by giving us a better prayer life and by being our teacher and by being a good neighbor that is how his ministry of comfort comforting and advocating plays out and then how that ministry lives in our lives and works out in our lives when we listen to him as all those seven things um that is he what happens is nine things he makes uh, he makes known the presence of jesus he makes us more like jesus he helps us understand the bible he uh calls us to work the holy spirit will supernaturally guide us in decisions we make um he empowers you for service um which means he empowers our natural abilities and improves upon them for special tasks for a purpose um he also helps us pray he guides us he empowers um us to build his kingdom to be witnesses or to direct or um in, to direct our evangelistic efforts and empowers them and he also gives us our spiritual gifts those are the the things that will play out when you allow his ministry of being a comforter and being an advocate play out he will give you those nine things he will make the presence of jesus known he will make you more like jesus he will help you understand the bible he will call you to work he will empower you for service he will help you pray he will guide you he will empower you to build his kingdom and he will give you spiritual gifts that is amazing that is a big part if you feel like you're lacking if you feel like oh my goodness i go to church every sunday though i do go to church which for jesus i am about jesus i'm not just trying to be lukewarm yet i still feel lukewarm it may just be because you don't have a relationship with the holy spirit you might be trying to push a relationship or try to have a heart for jesus without the love of the holy spirit um without having the love of the holy spirit sorry and that seems like a very small thing that but it changes drastically a lot in your life and so i encourage you to take the courage to know the holy spirit intimately and truly get into a real true relationship with him because he wants you he yearns for you he's living around you and if you have been baptized he's inside of you and so do not take that for granted use that to your advantages stop taking advantage of him by ignoring him and by abusing him and stuff by just doing your own thing take advantage of him in the ways that will give you advantage and not because like don't take advantage of him so you get things out of him no take advantage of him in the ways that y'all both can receive things from each other because this is this is always a transactional relationship between you and the holy trinity it's never just one-sided you're not ever just getting things from him and him not getting things from you it's always transactional so good oh uh, let me see if i have anything more befriending the holy spirit is how you truly grow intimate in your relationship with christ so if you can if you get anything by understanding the holy spirit know that that is how you're going to be more intimate when you befriend him it is it is hard and it is confusing but i hope i made it a less less way less confusing for you because if i would have this explanation explanation of the holy spirit sooner than this sooner than when i had to do it my own self oh my goodness it would have saved me so long so 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 much guys i really hope i pray that i did do this right and explaining him correctly because that's what he deserves he deserves the highest the highest parts of me so that i can be able to explain him to his fullest extent and so i pray that and if you have any questions please please reach out to me i'm not 
the lesson doesn't just end here i will help you um yeah the question i have for you today is do you have a relationship with the holy spirit simple and also my assignment for you is to make the action to actively invite the holy spirit into your mornings and throughout all areas and points of your day that is your assignment for this week is to actively make the holy spirit active into your mornings and throughout your day in all points of your life thank you so much for listening thank you so much for having me thank you so much for trusting me and i pray that i truly gave any confusion or any kind of any curiosity um i hope i tamed it and and um didn't cause it to you know become more you for you to become more curious or more um confused if you do become more curious i think i hope that's only just to get more um into our relationship with the holy spirit and being curious about that but i hope you're not confused i hope i was able to help that anyways let me pray in the name of the father son and the holy spirit our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, thank you so much for giving me the courage to do this, for finally having, for finally giving me the green light on to teach this, to teach you, Holy Spirit, because you're so important to me. You're so valuable. You're so good and i am so blessed that i have gotten to know you within this month getting to know your spirit and getting to know who you are truly to the core and you individually as the person as a person of the trinity i've been honored to love you and to be loved on uh, loved by you and i pray that you just encounter your children in the most holy ways possible this week that they may take the courage to truly invite you into their days and their lives that they that you help them become no longer lukewarm but truly truly about it and we thank you for your goodness and your grace in jesus name amen thank you guys have a good rest of your day i'll see you tomorrow as i am going to be um posting for the unveil segment and i don't know what i'm talking about yet so i'm excited for that um but i love you guys thank you i appreciate you i'm grateful And I'll see you next Wednesday for the episode, This Is His Church, which I'm very excited to teach you guys because as I've been teaching myself about his church, it's been crazy, guys. Love it. It's been exciting. But yeah, have a great, great rest of your day and week. God bless you. Bye.